0: In this episode of Fictional Hangover, we talk about having bangs, kitty ears and the best shirt, popcorn escapes, and not committing actual murder in our discussion of How to Survive Your Murder by Danielle Valentine. Welcome to Fiction. Stop Me. Now. Hey everybody, welcome to Fictional Hangover, a podcast about young adult and new adult, books, series, authors, and voice actors that is full of spoilers. I'm Amanda.
1: And I'm Claire, and today we're going to discuss how to survive your murder by Danielle Valentine.
0: Standard disclaimer. If you haven't read this book, please remember that Fictional Hangover is all about spoilers. If you haven't read or listened and don't want to be spoiled, stop listening to us and go read or listen to the book. Then come back. If you haven't done this but want to pretend that you have, or if you don't care about spoilers, or if you just like to show so much that you don't care about any of that, then listen up. Meow. <coughs> Aw, you're such oh. a sweet kitty cat.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Yeah.
0: Show everybody a
1: t-shirt. I love a t-shirt. it.
0: I don't always really do it in the cornfield. If you haven't read the book. <laughs> Spoiler alert!
1: You're looking very angelic today, Thank Sydney you. Prescott.
0: Thank you. Thank you. I am very angelic. I don't know if I'm sweet, but I am, I am an angel, and you are a sweet and precious kitty cat.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't realize the main character has to wear contacts all the way through, so she's got her reading glasses on today. But
0: right, you know, she's been through some stuff, okay? So it's fine that that she has to wear her glasses.
1: You know, contacts dry out, right? the sensible thing,
0: yeah. It's fine. It's fine.
1: Digging the red hair, mind?
0: Yeah, it's a good look for you. What do we think about my short hair? My scream-to-Sydney Prescott hair.
1: <laughs> Loving it. Loving everything about it. We should just go back to the 90s and just do that all the time, now.
0: We should. We really should. Except for not. Because then we wouldn't have, you know, podcasts or uh, good In internet connections. <laughs> what?
1: Indoploving. <laughs> the wheel. <laughs> <sighs> Okay. Um, spoilers, the 90s was very good.
0: Spoilers!
1: <laughs> <sighs> uh, why am I even talking about the 90s? Oh, Sydney Prescott, that's right.
0: Yeah, I was about to say, this book is not time travel back to the 90s. That's it's several not. other books that we've been talking about and reading behind the scenes.
1: That is very true. That is very true. Okay. Do we have any background information what? about this one? That's not set in the nineties.
0: Not really. Um, but I do I do have some background info, but it's not necessarily about this book. It's that Danielle Valentine is also like forty other people. So if you have forty
1: people in a trench coat
0: Yes, she is. So if you haven't read any books by Danielle Valentine and you think, oh, she's a debut author, nah, nah, she's written like a 100,000 other things as Danielle Vega, Danielle Rollins, and Ellie Rollins. So maybe you should check out some of her other books. I think Ellie is more middle grade and Danielle Rollins is more adult and Danielle Vega is also YA, but a different kind of YA. So she's very, very well written. A million. Things. I always find it weird. I, I mean, I, it's not necessarily
1: weird. I can understand. You know, a different name means a different identity, producing different styles of books and age groups and stuff. So you hear that one name and you associate it instantly with that genre. Mm. But that's a lot of different alter
0: egos. I know. So that's fun. That's that. That's a lot of different types of books. Yeah and cool. i'm a fan yes look anything that gives me this shirt i love it oh it's like i'm pulling <laughs> it down real crooked and really weird because it's mirrored and also i'm just like hello everyone here's my bosoms <laughs> lovely. It's lovely. fine <laughs> it's fine <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh do you have any initial thoughts about this one this is the one that I sent you in the mail, right?
1: Yes, yes. It is one of the books that you sent me in the mail. Um, apart from meow, <laughs> uh, <laughs> happy, looking forward to reading this one for a little while since I got it in the mail. Um, <laughs> finally, that. So yeah, it's nice to finally get to get to it, and it's got the the nineties horror vibe. It that does. We have, like, clown in the cornfield.
0: Yes, super slasher it's, vibes in this one.
1: Yeah. It's it's another final girl slash homage to horror tropes.
0: Which is our favourite so, thing in the world, pretty it's much. It's
1: our bag. Yes. So, yeah, yeah. It's exciting. Alright, shall we get
0: started then?
1: Why the heck not? It's either that or you've got me going, round for the next meow. 40 minutes. Nobody meow. needs that.
0: Oh <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can't. I don't like myself with short hair anymore. It's weird. I keep looking. I don't, I don't like it. But then I kind of do. And then I'm like, do I want to cut bangs again? And then I'm like, no, I don't. I don't want to do any of that.
1: I, I think just invest in one of those fake ones that you can put in now and again and take back out. But like it's That's a what good this is! One. Exactly. Th- yeah. And then you're fine. Yeah. And then you don't need to cut them in. You can just have them when you want. Because bangs are one of these things where it's a good idea for a short period of time
0: yes okay <laughs> it's time to start it's time to start the
1: in this episode of fiction
0: hangover we talk about should amanda have bangs <laughs> no the answer is no the answer to that question is no it's halloween and no one is sharing chloe's vision it's quite simple guests need to be scared shitless as they make their way through the corn maze by chainsaw-wielding maniacs to the party with booze and music at its center. So if Mark could please turn on the chainsaw, everything would be perfect. Mark was chosen for his shoulders, not his bright ideas. So thankfully, threats to his reputation get him to agree just as the first guests arrive. Sadly, and Anger-inducingly, Mark doesn't turn the chainsaw on and instead turns the maze into a joke. This pisses Chloe off and she heads inside to berate Mark. It's a lot darker inside the maze than Chloe remembers and unfortunately she doesn't find Mark. But she does, however, find a maniac wielding a rusty old chainsaw. She screams, but it doesn't matter. Ooh. Wah, wah. Too
1: bad, so sad. Three hours earlier in Omaha East High School, Alice is talking about digging up graves with her friends Millie and Xavier. It's nothing nefarious. It's just for the podcast they've been planning for the last year. It will be a mashup of true crime and horror movies, but it's proving harder than expected. Mood. Total mood. Alice gets a text from her best friend, Eli... Are y'all done with your creepy murder club yet? He, Millie, and Xavier are going to Chloe's Texas chainsaw-themed Halloween party, and Alice, being antisocial, doesn't want to go. Halloween for her means horror movies and pumpkin spice ice cream, not parties. Alice is fighting a losing battle as her big sister Claire comes to collect her and tells Millie and Xavier that Cat will meet them at the party at seven.
0: Claire. Hey, (laughs) Alikaze. Oh, that's the only reason why I bought this book for you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And that's the only reason I'm wearing kidneys. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm.
0: On the way to see their dad, who is a coach in the college gym, Alice tries to talk Claire out of going to the party because she has nothing to wear. Claire... Being a problem solver, hands Alice the cat ears she's wearing. There, now she's an alley cat. It's perfect. In the gym, they spot Wesley James Hansen III. <gasps> Though Wes has Heath Ledger good looks, he defies movie tropes and gender conventions. Plus, his scent could be turned into a candle. Alice heads into her dad's motivational poster-covered office. She's applying for a medical internship and has asked for his help with the application. However, it's very obvious who his favorite child is, as he has completely forgotten. Leaving frustrated, Alice walks straight into Wes, and there's an instant sizzle between them. They've been having awkward, flirty conversations about horror movies for some time, and Wes asks her to watch one together that night. (gasps) Oh my goodness, yes! Claire interrupts then and gives Wes Alice's number for her as she's a bit stunned. As the sisters head out, Claire accidentally misses the trash can when she throws her gum away. Owen, a college freshman who works at the gym as a janitor, stares after her with an odd expression before lifting his hand holding his fingers like a gun and mouthing pow. Friggin' yikes! What a creep.
1: Janitor's man. Can you, have you ever been known a janitor you can trust in a book? No. Like a horoscope.
0: Yeah. Hor- no. no. We gotta find a good one now.
1: <laughs> Alice and Claire have arrived at Chloe's party and Alice is pleased to learn there's a way to skip the stupid corn maze. Alice lives her life according to horror movie rules and knows to avoid corn mazes, to not go into the basement or an attic, to drive past hitchhikers and to heed the warnings of toothless old men. (laughs) Claire, on the other hand, doesn't want to miss the fun. And as she heads in, she shouts back at Alice, if you don't come with me, I might die. Those were the last words Claire ever said to Alice. Alice heads straight to the party where there is a lord of people already for 15 minutes and three texts later festival hasn't come out of the maze so alice heads inside
0: oh Ooh. Mm. It's, not guilty. It's... it's really dark in the maze and if this were a slasher movie the music would get all musicy now in the distance, Alice can hear the chainsaw, snickering laughs, and cornstalks rustling. Turning a corner, Alice runs into Chloe, who's all done up in fake blood with exposed bones. No, wait, no, no. Uh, on closer inspection, it's not fake. <laughs> Chloe's missing an arm and suddenly screams. <laughs> Fucking yikes alice runs and finds claire on the ground crying standing over her is owen from the gym with claire's pocket knife in his stomach as claire spots alice alice trips over the chainsaw on the ground and as she looks up she sees owen stabbing her sister in the chest
1: Ooh. Ooh.
0: ah 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 man ah oh ah, ah. 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 just keep dying over and over and over again A year has passed
1: and it's Halloween again. Alice is heading into her school listening to a podcast Millie and Xavier started without her. They're introducing a new topic, the cornfield murders from the previous year. Alice thinks the podcast is a joke because they took her idea about applying horror movies to true crime without her. Despite the fact she's barely talked to them in the last year, Alice is disgusted that they're going to be dissecting her sister's murder. It especially stinks as today is the start of Owen's trial, a trial which is based on her eyewitness statement. Opening the door, Alice runs into someone dressed as Sidney Prescott from the screen movies before seeing Eli at their lockers. He's shocked that today, of all days, she's in school. Unfortunately, Ms Perez is making her turn in her homework in person. Eli uses this as an opportunity to spill some tea. Sierra has a secret boyfriend... A college kid who got kicked out. Mm. Well, Alice knows it must be Wes. The rumour mill about Wes is always running, but after he got kicked out of school, he went into overdrive. Alice hasn't spoken to Wes since last Halloween, so really she has absolutely no claim on him. But it still hurts.
0: Yeah, yeah. As Alice is coming out of Ms Perez's room, she bumps into Sydney Prescott again. She notices Sydney's t-shirt this time. Emblazoned on it is Final Girls Do It In A Cornfield. (laughs) Oh no, she's an Owen truther. Someone who doesn't think that Owen was responsible for the Halloween murder last year. Outside the courthouse, there are more truthers, but also a crowd of people calling for justice for Claire wes is there too standing alone under a tree sipping from a flask oh no he's a he's a bad boy now alice heads over to him and asks why he was kicked out of school but he doesn't answer instead he asks why she came over to him since she never bothered to respond to any of his messages as alice takes a swig from his flask filled with orange juice not booze she spots chloe standing next to two other girls All three are wearing victim t-shirts. A few days after the murder, Owen's badly written misogynistic manifesto was found on a public library computer, and in it, he detailed his intended victims, Chloe, Aaron, and Sierra. Claire is being remembered as a hero for stopping him. Suddenly, a journalist appears, so to help Alice get away, Wes punches the snarky reporter in the face. (laughs) Yes! Face <laughs> Inside the
1: courthouse, the swarm of journalists makes Alice's head spin, but then she spots Owen and feels sick, so she heads to the bathroom. Sydney Prescott follows Alice in and asks if she's okay sending an innocent man to jail. Alice knows better than to engage, but does so anyway, and Sydney argues her point. Alice tells her she would do anything to have Claire back, and as she opens the door to leave... Sydney tells her to remember you asked for this, and the bathroom door smashes into her head.
0: Damn!
1: Okay, you asked for concussion.
0: <laughs> you asked for me to bash you in the head with the door. Okay? Those exact words came out of your mouth. It did. <laughs> Please, Sydney Prescott, bash me in the head with the door. <laughs> Alice can hear someone calling her Alley Cat. Uh, nobody does that anymore. It's not okay. It's not cool. When Larry's she dead. opens her eyes, Alice sees Claire alive. In a fun twist, Alice isn't on the bathroom floor of the courthouse either. She's outside. It's dark. The ground is sticky. And she's surrounded by cornstalks. Alice realizes. She's gone back to last Halloween as she hears a blood-curdling scream. Oh, my goodness. This means she can stop Owen from killing Claire. But this also means that there's a murderer in the corn maze. The sound of a chainsaw can be heard in the maze, so Alice grabs Claire and makes a run for the party they can also hear. Once again, Alice catches her ankle. How many times does she trip over stuff and hit her ankle? Forty? I think I counted five times. Five times, yes. I think you're right. Sorry, but it's not a horror movie unless the main character is constantly tripping over themselves. It's fine. It's fine! Okay, so, Alice has tripped. However, this time, Claire is with her and stops her from falling. As they run, they can smell blood and rot and find Chloe dead and cut up. Ooh. Being able to smell Chloe makes Alice truly realize this isn't a dream. So she pulls out her phone, calls 911 before continuing out to the party to find Eli wearing a Christmas sweater unironically. And Millie and Xavier.
1: No one believes the blood is real and Chloe is actually dead. It also takes 20 minutes for the police to arrive, led by Officer Howard or Howie. And since he's the dorky big brother of one of their classmates, everyone assumes he's in on the act. Howie asks to speak to Alice and she tries to tell Howie that it was Owen who killed Chloe, but she didn't see him do it. She has a little moral qualm about lying and saying that he has other victims, Erin and Sierra, but she can't really explain how she knows this. As Alice is talking to Howie, wears texts to check the salon for their date, it hurts when she has to reply that she can't make it anymore. Howie is obviously super suspicious of Alice, so he asks her to come to the station for further questions. Yeah, that's not good. But luckily, Claire saves the day by letting out a scream queen cry, which distracts Howie long enough for Alice to make a run for it to Claire's car.
0: A few moments later, Claire slides into the driver's seat pretty smug about her acting. She saw Alice tug her ear, giving her the signal, that she was stuck in a creepy guy conversation, so she gave her little sister the distraction she needed to escape. Alice had forgotten about their signal from years ago. Her ear-tugging developed over the last year as a nervous tick after the murder. As they leave the cornfield, Alice wants to talk about the dead body they found, and Claire wants to know why Alice has gone all fugitive. Alice tells Claire she knows who killed Chloe and who the next victims are. Since Howie didn't believe her, they decide they need to warn Aaron first. Claire is very accepting of her sister's knowledge and doesn't question the gaping holes in her story. (laughs) Alice is convinced Aaron will be at home, but Claire isn't so sure and says that Aaron seems to hang out at the gym a lot, so she suggests they split up. As they argue over doing literally the worst thing possible in a horror movie and wait for Eli to text back with Aaron's address, their dad calls. Claire has left her cell phone at the gym again, so he says he will take it home for her. Blasting Taylor Swift to boost morale, as one does, Claire drives toward Aaron's house, which is inside a gated community.
1: When Alice gets out of the car to look around, Claire scrambles over the console and locks the door. She's going to the gym to warn Aaron and says she'll try extra hard not to get killed and promises to be back in 20 minutes. Damn it, this sucks. (sighs) never split the party no bad idea the only way inside the neighborhood is over the fence and alice well she is a nerd and certainly no athlete that's claire standing looking at the obstacle alice hears a shuffle from behind something catches her eye but there's nothing there she needs to be smarter so she weaves her keys between her fingers as it definitely sounds like someone is behind her she quickens her pace and starts to run spying a car at the end of the block it speeds off before she can get close and look, though. And as Alice is scanning for any sign of help, a hand drops on her shoulder. Dub, dub, dub.
0: It's Sydney Prescott! Ah! Sydney asks Alice to step into her office, which just so happens to be a creepy, unmarked white van. Not the office of a murderer at all. Are there puppies? Puppies or candy inside the van?
1: Both and kittens.
0: Both and kittens. I'm getting in the van, man.
1: There's (laughs) there's also a big bookshelf full of pre releases. Yes.
0: Inside, Sydney tells Alice to call her final girl and says that she is an angel who who appeared to Alice as Sydney (sighs) to make Alice feel comfortable and so she would be more accepting. (laughs) (laughs) Reasonable. So, uh, this means everything is real, uh, traveling back in time and, you know, solving murders and stuff. Alice struggles to believe that, even though it's obvious she actually has been transported back in time a year. But she decides there is definitely something other about Final Girl. I prefer to call her Sydney. Can we just continue to call her Sydney. Final Girl tells Alice she has been flashed sideways to the night her sister was killed so she can see what really happened. There are Cinderella rules, and she needs to figure out the truth while she's here. Otherwise, everything will go back to how it was. Oh, and, you know, she can die in this reality. Uh, That's super important to know. Alice must be the Final Girl and change history.
1: As final girl has been talking, she's been driving to Erin's and drops Alice off outside a massive house. There are no lights on and the house seems still and no one answers the door. Alice gets Eli to message Erin to come open the door and while she waits, where's messages? He has heard about the cornfield incident and wants to make sure she's okay. Oh you sweetie. Alice looks around the property for any sign of Erin or an entrance and sees movement upstairs. It looks like Erin is taking a shower. This is exactly when the killer would attack.
0: Yeah, yeah, 100%.
1: Alice finds an opening sliding door at the back of the house. However, there is a two by four wedging the door closed. Meanwhile, Erin has finished her shower, turned the music up loud, creating the perfect murder conditions. When Erin comes downstairs to the kitchen, Alice can't get her attention from the sliding door. Erin can't see or hear Alice or the killer as they re behind Erin in a werewolf mask
0: the oh, same one no. Xavier
1: was wearing at the party. <gasps> no. She sure does feel the golf club hit the back of her skull,
0: though. Damn it! <laughs> After the killer has felled Erin, they look up and see Alice. Alice turns and run. God, she trips again. Alice turns and runs, catching her ankle and falling in her haste. The 2x4 wedge has delayed the killer, so Alice has a head start running into the woods and eventually reaches the road. It's unclear whether she's fallen two or three more times during this run. It's not mentioned in the text, but it probably happened. Yeah. As Alice tries to scale the fence, someone grabs her ankle and pulls her down. She only has time to think. This is it. This is how I die.
1: It's Wes, not the master killer. Wes explains he lives a few houses away as they head to his jeep. On the way, Alice calls 911 and anonymously reports Eren's murder. Inside the jeep, Alice texts Claire to see where she is, and in the meantime, Eli has messaged saying he couldn't get in touch with Erin. Yeah, because
0: she did.
1: She got golf clubbed. She's dead. <laughs> oh. She's now the hole in one. Thinking Claire must still be at the gym, she guess My brain's gone now. I'm just. Thinking Claire must be still at the gym, she asks where's to take her there. As they drive, he suggests using the Find My Phone app to locate Claire. And thankfully, Alice knows her sister's logins and sees that Claire's phone is actually on its way back to Erin's. So, they need to head back.
0: <sighs> on the way back to Erin's, Alice keeps trying to call Claire, but the signal is terrible. Suddenly, her phone lights up with an unknown number. Claire had to borrow a phone to call her. Alice tells her to head home, and she'll meet her there. Wes turns around again and takes Alice home. Wes waits in the car as Alice sneaks into her house. She can hear glass shattering and her parents fighting, and it sounds like her dad is cheating on her mom. Claire isn't home, and Alice doesn't want to deal with her parents, so she leaves.
1: Deciding a well-lit public space would be just great about now, Wes takes Alice to O-Town Door. While Wes is getting coffee and donuts. Claire texts that she made at home, so Alice tells her to come to the donut shop. When Wes returns to their table, he explains that his parents are rich, entitled and neglectful, and he moved in with his grandpa, the only adult who seems to care about him, but who now has Alzheimer's, so Wes wants to take care of him. Alice confesses that she heard her parents fighting and that her dad is cheating. Wes's dad cheated too when he was little, but his parents stayed together. They are sitting in companionable silence when Wes seems to lean forward as if to kiss Alice. Yeah, but he's actually just plucking a donut sprinkle off her cheek. So that's awkward.
0: Yeah.
1: Instead, Alice grabs him and presses her lips to his. Ooh. He reciprocates. Yeah. Ooh.
0: In a huge momentum shift, Wes asks about Aaron, and Alice tells him she's dead. Wah, wah, wah. Wah. Meanwhile, Claire arrives and is acting odd about Wes being there. While he steps out for a cigarette ugh, don't smoke, people. That is not cool. It's absolutely disgusting. Claire tells her that Wes— is owen's best friend (gasps) oh snap it's billy fucking loomis it's billy and stew billy and stew all over again okay so that means that wes knows chloe and erin too claire tells alice to get her stuff because they need to leave alice spots final girl at the counter and heads over to her Final Girl points out that Alice wanted her sister back, but did it not occur to her that others would die if that happened? Final Girl can't just give Alice all the answers, but she can give her a clue, and indicates the empty street outside. No West, no Jeep. Ooh. Oh, God, where did he go?
1: Ho, ho, ho. Poof, like magic, he's disappeared. As Alice is looking outside, a police cruiser pulls up with Owen sitting in the back seat, looking like a scared kid, not a killer. Owen couldn't have killed Aaron. He was in police custody, which final girl confirms. Wes could have thought oh, he was Damn there.
0: it. Oh, damn it. God, she just kissed him too. Damn
1: it. Haha, <laughs> she kissed to kill her. Howie steps out of the police cruiser and heads inside. So Alice grabs Claire and they dart into the storage room. Alice tells Claire they need to find Sierra and not be taken in for questioning. So once again, Alice texts Eli for an address. Look,
0: why don't they just bring Eli along? <laughs> Although I guess Eli's the man in the chair. That yeah, he seems to be the man in the chair. He's
1: just got He is the Yellow Pages. He
0: is. Of Omaha East. He is. As they regroup in the storage room, they realize Wes could have come back in through the back exit. Panic sets in. They need to get out. Eli sends a reply and tells Alice she's missing all the fun and that the party has regrouped to Millie's house, so she needs to get her butt over there and says that Sierra's there too. As Wes steps out from the dark, the voice of Officer Howie comes through the storage room, saying he knows Alice is back there. Claire grabs Alice and drags her outside to her car, and Wes runs after them. Wes dives into the back of Claire's car. Claire runs to the driver's seat, and Alice follows Wes into the back. Claire peels out and they drive in silence, but the car is filled with nervous energy. Yeah, because there's freaking murderers in there. There's a murderer in the car.
1: (gasps) Claire heads towards Millie's house, but takes the route Alice hates, the one lined with cornstalks. In the rearview mirror, Claire keeps giving Alice meaningful looks and it seems to take ages for Alice to understand she needs to put her seatbelt on. We know the road safety rules.
0: Don't smoke cigarettes. Always wear a seatbelt. These are important rules to to life in general. Claire then yanks her car off-road
1: and into the cornfield and the roof ground bumps wears around and he hits his head and is knocked out. The car comes to a standstill and Claire drags a dazed Alice out of the car. They need a run.
0: (laughs) Alice is 100% sure Wes is following them, that he's playing with them. This is what it feels like to be hunted. Eventually, they stumble out of the cornfield to the road and see headlights approaching. It's Officer Howie in his cop car with lights flashing and siren whooping as he's looking through the cornfield. Millie's house is only a mile away. They can walk. While Alice is convinced Wes will jump out at them at any moment, Claire doesn't think he's going to be getting up anytime soon.
1: As they head to Millie's, Claire correctly guesses that Alice heard their parents arguing and that's why she's changed their meeting spot to the donut shop. Claire's known about their dad's cheating for quite some time. She found his burn phone last year and figured it all out. She threw it away, and their dad never mentioned losing it. Claire never told their mum. She had hoped their father would change his ways. Obviously, he didn't. He did not. A car comes along, not Howie this time, but Xavier in his werewolf mask. So the sisters, quite nervously, climb inside, just as Wes comes crashing out of the cornfield. Alice locks the door and Claire tells Xavier to drive. On the way to Millie's, they fill Xavier in on the actual murders. Xavier shouts at Alice for how dumb it is running from the police and putting her friends in danger.
0: Damn it. It seems like everyone is at Millie's house, and it's difficult to find Sierra since everyone is wearing masks. There are a few people wearing the same werewolf mask as the killer, too. Alice and Claire grab a mask each and head into the party. Eli comes up to Alice, and she tries to tell him about the murders, but for some reason, he still believes it's all a well-executed drama and not actual murder. <laughs> Insisting she finds Sierra, Eli tells her she's on the deck with a boy who isn't her secret boyfriend, who is apparently not a college dropout, but an older married man. Ooh. Alice's phone beeps. It's Wes, and he's outside, and he wants to talk. Claire appears and informs Alice that Howie has just turned up, so she's gonna distract him with her sexuality. Though the whole party is disbanding since the cops have arrived and there are underage shenanigans going on. Suddenly, Alice realizes that her dad had Claire's phone It was him she saw on Find My Phone in Aaron's neighborhood. Seeing Final Girl, Alice asks if her dad is sleeping with Sierra. But Final Girl can't tell her that and only reminds her that she has a lesson to learn and that she should answer that text. The text is Wes saying please, so Alice replies that she'll meet him out back.
1: Wes confronts Alice about leaving him in the cornfield. Is she scared of him? Yeah. Uh, yeah, she is. Yeah. There's a masked murderer on the loose, and she's not really sure who it is, so yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's scared. Yeah, he's a little bit scared. Yeah. Alice asks if he knows Sierra. He struggles to remember her. They've never really talked, but she can tell by his expression he knows something, and he implies that the prettier high schoolers hang around the coaches. Alice gives him three names, Chloe, Erin, and Sierra. Wes confirms those are the prettier high schoolers. Alice heads back inside to find the last of her dad's girlfriends before she is murdered. oh, that's not all good.
0: This is not a fun quest to be going on. No, no. In the laundry room. Alice notices something sticky on the floor. Looking around, she decides something feels off about the room and realizes the light bulb is moving. Using her phone light, she sees a dark liquid on the floor and moving the light up illuminates Millie's dead body. (gasps) But why Millie? (laughs) Alice finds her way through the house that feels super creepy now that it's empty except for the discards from the party and, you know, the dead body in the laundry room. In the kitchen, Alice notices the knife block is empty. In the den, Eli's dead body is posed in a chair, a butcher knife in his chest. Womp <laughs> Alice stumbles outside where there are people milling about. So there was so much murder in that paragraph. There but was at least outside
1: murders. there are real life people. Like, the not actual murders. The, the, yeah. the real life people outside. Xavier finds Alice and tells her he can't find Millie. Alice doesn't tell him she's actually murdered in the laundry room because she needs to find Claire. Xavier saw her go into Millie's brother's room with Howie. Alice tells him to leave, but he refuses and offers to stay in his car with the engine running and wait for her. Going back inside, Alice grabs a knife from the kitchen before heading upstairs. Inside Millie's little brother's room, Alice stumbles again. <laughs> this time, twisting her ankle. Because of course <laughs> she does. It's long overdue. The room looks empty, but she hears a noise from the closet. And inside, she finds Sierra hiding. Alice puts her knife on the floor and tries to calm Sierra down. And they hear footsteps in the hall. It's
0: him. Oh, God, no. (sighs) Sierra pulls Alice into the closet and closes the door. Alice, unfortunately, has left her knife on the floor. And the killer will definitely see it. The killer comes in and they slowly start checking the room. (laughs) I love this scene. Lifting a shoe and a toy, pretending to check... There for their intended victim underneath. <laughs> Are you under this shoe? No. Could
1: you be hiding into the pillowcase? <laughs> no. Are you in in the drawer? No. No.
0: <laughs> the killer is clearly playing with them, taunting them. Suddenly the killer stands and walks out of the bedroom, seeming to respond to a sound Alice and Sierra can't hear. Sierra pulls out her cell phone and starts to dial 911, but a call comes through, and Alice's dad's number flashes on the screen. Any doubt or guilt for thinking her father is the murderer is now gone. (laughs) Rapid footsteps come through the
1: room and the closet doors yanked open. The killer pauses, and Alice uses the opportunity to lunge and keep going down the stairs, and Sierra follows. Unfortunately, there is no escape through the front door. The killer has effectively corralled them into the basement. Alice is able to lock the basement door, but the lock won't hold. As they use their cell phones to light up the surroundings, they spot a door on the other side of the basement that can't be pulled close, but it does lead outside. Behind them, the basement door crashes open and footsteps can be heard coming down the stairs. Alice and Sierra manage to get outside into the backyard. They need to get Xavier in his lovely working car and call the police. But that means scaling the fence. In the dark, Alice bumps into Wes. All his bloody fences. I would be dead a long time ago.
0: <laughs> now, what you do is you just crash into them like a hot fuzz style yes (laughs) yes wes admits he went home after they talked but decided he couldn't leave alice so he came back as wes is making this confession sierra's eyes go wide as the killer is standing behind wes who has started groping his stomach before crashing to the ground the werewolf masked killer is standing behind him With a raspy voice that doesn't sound like her dad, they say, It's more fun if you're running. Alice and Sierra run toward the fence and start climbing. Once over, they see Wes's jeep and dash toward it, locking the doors once inside. It's 11.56, nearly midnight, and Alice needs to figure out what's going on.
1: The killer isn't Owen, Wes, or her dad. Alice whispers that she's learned her lesson, that no one's life is worth all this death. And Final Girl pops up from the back seat. Sierra is rightly confused. Final Girl tells Alice she has a quarter to fill and that this isn't a fairy tale. And if she checks under her seat, she'll find a fun little twist. Alice finds something white sticking out. It's Owen's library card with his username and password noted on the back. The locks of the car pop open and the killer lunges in and pulls Sierra out, slashing her throat. Alice pulls the werewolf mask from their face. And Claire looks back. Ah.
0: Hey! Shock. Alice asks Claire, why? And Claire wonders how she can ask that. She explains that she has always cleaned up their dad's messes, so, like always, she needs to take care of the girlfriend problem, too. Claire then says they're going to be real-life Final Girls and tells Alice what their cover story is. Something occurs to Alice when she sees the knife on the ground. Maybe Final Girl lied about more than one thing. So she plunges the knife into her own chest. Everything goes dark.
1: Alice wakes up on Halloween in the courtroom bathroom with Xavier's voice buzzing in her earphones. He's talking to someone that isn't Millie and signs off telling his listeners to stay out of the cornfield. Alice checks for a wound or scar where the knife went in, but there's nothing. Looking around, she realises where and when she is and sees no sign of final girl. Getting up and heading inside the courtroom, Alice notices that her mum is wearing lipstick and her hair has had a blowout. She wasn't this put together this morning. As the jury files in, Alice spots Sidney Prescott in the front row. The judge asks how Owen pleads against the first-degree murders of Millie Kido, Sierra Clayton, Erin Cleary, Chloe Bree, and Eli Cummings. Just as Claire slides into the bench next to her and says... Sorry I'm the Italian Cat. Did I miss anything good?
0: Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, such a yes. good ending. Yes. Claire, you're a murderer. <laughs> hey At uh. this
1: time fiction crying over would like to legally disclose that Claire is not actually a murderer.
0: Claire is not committing actual murders. I'm not committing actual murders. <sighs> okay. Let's pause for a minute. You go commit an actual murder. I mean, no 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 no, no, no,
1: no, 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 no. No. Go eat some tuna.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you go listen to this promo for another show. And then we'll come back. And we may or may not have committed actual murders. We didn't. We didn't commit actual
1: murder. You can't prove anything. I was here the whole time on Zoom. (laughs) (laughs) This is the Novel Universe with your hostesses, Dawn and Ashley. We rate and review the newest and most buzzworthy books. We are true book club ladies that don't always agree, but we do enjoy a good book discussion. You can find the Novel Universe on Apple, Spotify, and Google, where we post new episodes twice a month. I'm Dawn, the criticizer of books.
0: And I'm Ashley, the fantasy architect. So grab your favorite beverage and join our universe. I love this. I love this book. I almost said I love this movie because I feel like it is definitely one hundred percent a movie. And like I was watching every horror movie that I loved from the nineties, or really just mostly every Scream movie. There were it, there were so it was many 90s scenes. Horror. Yes, yeah. there were so many scenes. It was like, oh, that's totally, oh, it's totally Scream. Like when they when she's outside watching Aaron before she gets bashed with the golf club. It's like. Okay, is she going to flip on the lights and see the pool in the background with the boyfriend football player, like, tied yeah. up in front of the swimming pool? Is Aaron in the kitchen popping popcorn? Exactly. Yes. Do we have
1: our Drew Barrymore moment? Yes. We-, we love a Drew Barrymore moment. We
0: do. We really do. But it was just so great. And then they're like, oh, the party is at Millie's house. Everyone's at Millie's house now. And like, okay, well, let's all just go to... Stu Marker's house and that's where the party is and I'm gonna
1: let's go to this remote location surrounded by cornfields
0: for a party
1: yes after there's been an actual murder in a cornfield yes but we don't believe that's an actual murder no it's just a pretend murder Chloe
0: you can come out now and also officer Howie Howard (laughs) aka Dewey (laughs) Dwight like (laughs) I loved it I loved it so much. It made me really happy. Yes,
1: there were a lot of marches to, to, to Scream in 90s horror. There was a lot of Final Destination references as well, which I appreciate as yes. too.
0: Yes, because we love Final Destination.
1: Do you know what my one thing is about the whole ninety like, refer- constant references to Scream that actually made me not happy? What? Was at one point, Alice refers to Scream as an that old movie. <sighs> And I was like, "It's not rage." Oh, but it
0: is. Oh, it's so it's old because no, we're old, no. Claire.
1: Stop it! It's Can't hear it now. No, it's old. You, you, you know, I'm going to go into a murderous rage. Claire's <laughs> going I'm to commit to actual and die. murders. <laughs> or am I either going to wither and die, or commit actual murders? Wait, <laughs> right, can can I just point out? Don't get bangs, jeez.
0: I know. I keep messing with my bangs too. I'm like, I just, just stay just like this. Stay just, in the wispy fashion. But then they you, don't. You were perfect a little
1: while ago, and now you're artificial. Yeah, what's this? And what's... mine's got artificial
0: intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Everything's fine. It is.
1: It is. Well, I, I very much enjoyed that that entire thing. um you, but I'm sorry, Alice. You cannot live your life according to movie uh, horror movie tropes. Well, because I mean, you're not guaranteed to be living in a horror movie all the time. That's right. But some of the tips are good. Well, yes, you know the hitchhikers, toothless old men.
0: Don't smoke. Feels. Don't
1: smoke cigarettes. Always wear a seatbelt. I mean that. Don't yeah, pick yeah, up hitchhikers. Those are, those are good life ones. <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily their horror movies. <laughs> <laughs>
0: always listen to the toothless old man at the gas station I don't know how I feel about that one because sometimes the toothless old man leads you down the road to where you get butchered and served in barbecue aka Texas Chainsaw Massacre
1: yes or they're just like absolutely maniacs you can't understand what they're hearing but they're sitting there in a rocking chair with a shotgun
0: you don't go anywhere let alone
1: engage them in conversation no just
0: skirt around that guy you don't need to talk to him
1: Oh, that's a tenuous rule. Um,
0: can I ask you a question?
1: Yeah, I've got I've got several, by the way. And yes.
0: and I don't know if I just if I'm just not remembering because I did read this one like a week ago. <laughs> Sorry, uh, and I've read like thirty eight books in between. Thanks, work. Um, what happened to the dad at the end? Is he still around? Nothing. Is he like? Is we he like know. Sydney's dad in the closet? We don't know. Okay.
1: It's not mentioned. The dad's not mentioned at the end. Okay. Wes is not mentioned at the end either, and his name is not listed. I
0: know. I'm on really the,
1: the murdered.
0: I'm really hoping that he did not, in fact, get actually murdered.
1: Yeah.
0: Although that had to be a really long knife stabbed straight through. But, like, you know, you probably didn't hit any bones or anything if you were able no, to go No, but if you got, like, through. the liver
1: or the kidney or something, and if you nick into the stomach, internal bleeding, and depending on how... that, The emergency services in this place are rubbish, so he could have very easily bled out.
0: Yeah. But that's sad that he didn't get mentioned in the murder charges at the end. No, no I, that's it. He, it, it, he the, just the separately dad, died. <laughs>
1: I half assume the dad and the mum are still together because Claire's there to be the problem solver and the girlfriend's problem's being solved. So I kind of assume that the mum and dad are still together. Um pro- hopefully in couples counselling at the very least. Hopefully,
0: yeah.
1: Though I will say the mum deserves better than a cheater. <sighs> yeah And where's no idea? absolutely no idea there's there's some holes that have got me like which don't make this like a 5 out of 5 book no. despite the fact that Claire is the murderer see and it's the it's the it's not knowing what happened to Wes that he wasn't listed in the murder charge list or like even like manslaughter or uh aggravated assault or something but also like there was just those few little holes. Like, it, I mean, to be fair, it even mentions in the story Alice thinks, I've got a lot of plot holes in my story, but people
0: are believing me. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> see, okay. I think I believe in my soul, in the soul of an angel, because let's not forget that I am an angel. I think it was done on purpose leaving all of these loose ends because it just seems more like a horror movie setup so i'm gonna truly believe in my heart of hearts that we didn't mention these things on purpose even though this is a standalone book you know maybe we'll come back to it in a couple of years with a sequel yeah so i believe in my heart of hearts that it was done on purpose i can only
1: imagine it has has to be at least where it has to be it, yeah. it's too big of a missed ending yeah but i mean it, the, the two questions i've got don't really relate to like the plot okay that's it. okay it's more for curiosity do you think alice will eventually remember what happens in the last year in the new reality with Claire alive or is she going to forever forget that year cuz that's the thing with time travel books Do the person, once they've affected the changes, do they remember anything?
0: No, I believe that this is X-Men Days of Future Past rules, and we've gone back in time, we've (laughs) fixed something?
1: We've 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 made changes. We've made
0: changes, and then we don't know what happens. So
1: Which... Did she get Did she get the internship then? <laughs> Does she bother applying for it? Does she start her own podcast? Um, but the other thing is, I desperately want to know is, did Final Girl meet her quarter?
0: No, see? Open for book two. Sydney Prescott is going to come back and commit more actual murders.
1: I would love for this to be turned into like a Netflix horror with nev campbell as (laughs) that
0: would be so great (laughs) it would be so great it would it would just be perfect yes it would be fantastic i would love for that to happen and it was so fun too it definitely would make a good movie or series or something definitely yeah maybe like a three-part mini series yeah
1: to be honest if it was just an hour and a half movie i think it would do quite well Yeah. Do you know what I liked about it? What? They used their mobile phones to call 911. They did. On several occasions.
0: Yes. (laughs) I have the technology. I'm going to use it. Going to use the technology. Yeah, I appreciated that. And there was only like one time where they were like, damn it, I don't have good reception here which still happens on occasion depending on what your carrier who your carrier is so that's plausible exactly
1: i'm perfectly fine with it yeah but the, it's actually a oh shit i'm in the corn maze there is a murderer around let's i've just seen a dead body let's call the police yes so I'm fine with that
0: yeah i was going to say something and i don't remember what it was Damn it. Damn it, I forgot what it was. Can I? No. Okay, this is not what I was going to say, but it's another question. Why did we kill Millie and Eli? Um, it
1: was because uh, not very good friends for...
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. Alice. That's right. That's right. They're not very good friends. I'm glad we left X alive, though. Yes.
1: I liked Xavier. He seemed to be the only sensible one, to be fair.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you're right.
1: I I liked it when he berated Alice. He was like, because he's black. And he's like, Alice, how can you run away from the police? And you've gotten into my car. I've got two white girls in my car and the police are coming. Do you know what's going to happen? And considering all the way through the book, and it's from Alice's point of view, she's highly... Um I'm not gonna use the W because I freaking hate it.
0: No, don't use the W word. She
1: She, she is, is aware of social aware. Things. gender conventions and um you know the the political messaging and all the things that, you know, make people more liberally liberal minded. Yes. And she embraces all of that, but then yes. she completely forgets that
0: That her best friend is black and is going to get murdered
1: by the cops in a car (laughs) with a policeman coming and a murderer on the loose and how dangerous that is for him
0: yeah yeah that that was a little that was a little disappointing
1: yes but I do appreciate the fact that Xavier's like okay I won't come in the house with you I won't go home but I'll stay with the car engine running and wait for you
0: yes and then they finally come out like an hour later (laughs) he won't have any gas left in the car but (laughs) what was he doing in the car while he was waiting do you think listening to podcasts listening to podcasts was he listening to fictional hangover he was because he needs to know how the
1: professionals do it yes you're right
0: (laughs) which episode do you think he was listening to
1: um, probably a podcast related episode, so probably like Holly Jackson, like the Good Girls.
0: Oh, yeah. Sadie. Sadie, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Or possibly even like one of the Maureen Johnson Truly Devious ones.
0: Yes. Any episode about murder. Yes. Actual murder.
1: Actual murder. That's what he was listening to. I mean, to. That, that's a lot of episodes. <laughs> it's
0: a lot of episodes.
1: How many episodes? Or, oh, or, oh, oh, my heart of heart is one of the Twilight ones. <laughs> Yeah, that would be good. Because werewolves, yeah, X is werewolves. Yes, that would be great.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, did I say this second talk- ago when I was talking about X that he's probably my favorite character? Did I say that? No. Oh, when we no, when, when we started of the, the conversation, he was one- Yeah, he was he was probably my favorite character. Also, Sydney, Final Girl. Yes,
1: Sydney slash Final Girl is my favorite character especially when she's like, uh, this isn't a fairy tale I'm not your fairy godmother I've got a court to meet, get with the murder
0: yeah, um, actually, Oh shit. I'm not here for a good reason I need more people to get murdered, like that's me that's me this isn't a good thing, we're here it for is, that's murder. why you've got a
1: halo and the final girl t-shirt on <laughs> and the Sydney Prescott hair
0: yes, the Sydney Prescott hair this is getting itchy tucked into my shirt
1: Yes, my head is very hot. Can we can we talk about how dense Alice is for a moment? Like yeah, yeah. So she there's the there's the blatant conversation with her dad where she he's saying Claire, I've got your mobile phone again, and she's always going, oh Claire's always forgetting her phone, so she knows that Claire is unreliable when it comes to her phone, yeah. and then she's like, oh, I'll use to find my phone and look her phone. Is going to Erin's house really this which is actually probably a surprise as well is because it took so freaking long for Alice to realise that her sister didn't have her phone and then she's busy trying to call her sister
0: yes call- all of Can't the calling and texting Like you literally were just like talking to your dad oh Claire your phone's here at the gym with me and she's like, oh, why won't she answer her phone? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like, it was like two pages ago. Two minutes ago, you got told she doesn't have a
1: phone. Three minutes later, you're trying to call her on the mobile phone that you know she doesn't have. And in four minutes, you get a phone call from Claire from an unknown number because she's had to borrow a mobile phone. <laughs> think about it. Think it through. Just think about it for one moment. But then I really actually appreciated the fact that it was Claire who was the murderer. It was the, a girl who was the murderer. It wasn't, it wasn't a boyfriend or the janitor or it wasn't a boy in the, in the end. It was a girl just being like, oh, right. Okay, let's get
0: this sorted. Yeah, she's a problem solver for that, Claire. Throwing away cigarettes so we'll stop smoking... What else did she do? Uh, but Got rid of the burner phone. Got rid of the burner phone. Killed all the girlfriends. Like, I almost feel like... She's using the deaths of the
1: girlfriends as an opportunity as well, because she wants to be an actress, and she can't seem to get the parts.
0: Yeah, so now she has to become a real-life final girl, and they're going to make a Lifetime movie about her. Exactly. Perfect. She's really smart. She's probably one of the smartest characters that I've ever read about. Hey, I can't.
1: <sighs> so yes, I appreciated it. I did. I mean, I'm I'm hesitant to say that Claire was my favorite character because it feels like nepotism, but I did like her.
0: Yeah. Yeah, me too. I and I, you're right. I really, I really like that it was a girl murderer. It was good. Like, I probably would have been. I probably would have been let down if it was actually the dad.
1: Yeah, or Wes. Yeah. It's too easy for it to have been Wes, a dad, or Owen. Yeah. It couldn't have been Owen because the whole point of her being transported back was because she, she. That's the other frustrating thing about Alice. She's been transported back a year in time to find out the truth. She's been told from the very second she needs to find out the truth, which is that Owen isn't the murderer. Yeah. And yet she's always like, it's Owen! It's Owen! It's Owen! I saw him in the Cormier's... No, you didn't. So she's willing to lie to put him in jail. But she knows. She's been told. She's been told. He's not the murderer. Yeah. Very frustrating. I, I don't It's not that... I don't... I don't dislike Alice, but I found her very frustrating.
0: Yeah. But, you know, sometimes... Sometimes in horror movies, it's good to have a kind of ditzy main character. Oh, yeah. Who constantly trips and falls on herself.
1: I did like the fact that she kept tripping over each time she wasn't twisting her ankle until the very very end it was like of course you have to do it this time there it is
0: there it is (laughs) (sighs) is it time is it time for what it's time i was about to say i'm surprised you weren't going (laughs) but you finished with a meow
1: We asked on social media the age-old philosophical question of the runaway trolley. Would you rather do nothing and the trolley will kill five people or pull the lever and the trolley will kill only one person? On Facebook, 64% are just killing one person. On Instagram, 67% are pulling the lever to kill only one person. On Twitter, 100% of people are pulling the lever. To just kill one person, and on TikTok, once again, the leather's being pulled and sixty by sixty-two percent. I'm guessing the breeze thinking it's possibly the lesser of two evils. Now we didn't get as many comments on this one as we usually do.
0: Well, this one is an actual difficult question.
1: Yes, and I think it's because people don't want murder. Yes, I I think people don't want to admit to actual murder, so that's fair. But Vincent on Facebook said, I'll go with do nothing and five die. Every single day we do nothing and people die. Whereas I haven't actively been responsible for someone's death.
0: 100% correct, Vincent. That is the only correct answer.
1: Well, don't you read any others then, do you?
0: No, we don't. Except for this one, because obviously we have to. Colin on Facebook says, "Kronk, pull the lever. <laughs> <laughs> In the end, as the great sage taught us, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. But also, with great power, there must also come great responsibility. So as soon as the lever is thrown, I do everything in my power to save that one person. That's very nice of you, Colin. Also for quoting the Emperor's New Groove. Yes.
1: (laughs) We also had Annie on Facebook say, I have to pull the lever and save one. Doing nothing isn't in my nature.
0: Oh, look, here's another good one. Constance on Facebook. I'd pull the lever for one reason. And it's a reason. Colin beat me to. Pull the lever, cronk. Wrong lever! <laughs> oh, Isma, I want to be Isma one day.
1: Yzma is a life goal. God, i an Emperor's Root New Groove, as we said when we talked to Condara Blake, is an underrated oh, it's so good. Disney movie. It's so good. It is. Uh, Superfan Coral on Facebook did comment as well on the Facebook page, which now accepts
0: polls. Yay! Yay! Oh, I'm so glad. Either it's back or I was stupid and figured out how to make it work. It's hard to say. It's hard to I blame say. I Facebook. I also blame Facebook because, as we know, Facebook is a testicle in an ugly hat.
1: Yes. Well, Coral said, one is better than five if they're going to die, but then I guess it all depends on who the five are, which is a very good question. It
0: is a good question. Uh, the Rookie Mythology on TikTok says one person, obviously...
1: And Lucas Riviera 139 on TikTok said, Me personally, stay out of it when I die. I need a good KD ratio. All jokes don't want to get cancelled.
0: Yeah, no one's committing actual murders here.
1: No, if you're committing actual murders, you're doing it wrong.
0: Yeah. Don't go out
1: and find six people and tie them to trolley tracks and then go and steal a trolley. No, Don't do that. No.
0: But if you Fictional do... the hangover,
1: do not endorse no. the theft of trolleys and stealing
0: of people. No, but if you do do that, please make sure you're wearing a comically large moustache that you yes. can twist on the ends. And a really tall top hat as well. Yes. Please do that. Yes. Wait! Don't don't do that. Don't no no no, no murder no, no 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 actual. Murders. If you're
1: going to recreate some kind of black and white style train track thing where it's just recreating but not actually committing actual murder, then you must be dressed like that.
0: Right. Yes. Because don't with the Pinky Poppy music in the background. Murder. Yes. Don't yeah. commit. Stop, actual committing, actual Stop, Stop <laughs> committing actual murder. Committing actual murder. What are you doing?
1: It, 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 you know, I'd say what Coral says. It depends on who the five are and who the one are. Because there's quite a few people. Like if they we're on the five, I would just let the, let the trolley go. Well, you... oh screw it! I'm gonna kill the five. Why? Why the heck not? Do nothing. Kill five. I didn't put them there, did I? Did I? Why am I on the trolley in the first place? Yeah. What's going on? I need context.
0: I let the five go. I agree. Do nothing. You're not a participant in this. Because if you pull the lever, then you are a murderer. You are committing actual murder. Yes.
1: But I suppose the counter argument is when you do nothing, then you still
0: That that's manslaughter, arguably. But it is also Unintentional a rule is... manslaughter.
1: It is, but it is also real that is kind of starting to be applied to a lot of things. Like, you know the whole you know, the arguments at the moment in in, in in the paper and politics is, like, you know, the misogyny and racism that's in the police. One person commits the crime. Like, in the UK, <laughs> there's been quite a few police officers who are being um, charged with rape and they're abusing their power. And other people are in the police force standing by and do nothing and if you stand by and do nothing you're just as guilty as the person committing the crime when you're fully aware of what's going on which is the whole point of this being a philosophical question yeah. and i don't think there is a right or wrong answer with this because there are a lot of factors involved like who were the five who was the who were the one why are you there who has done this yeah you can't sit you know this isn't like my McFly going back in time, and you know if if his mum's if he kills his mum by accident, he's not gonna be born. Yeah. It's not like that kind of time travel paradox, so there's no right or wrong answer, and I think by you know taking Vincent's answer of "I'll do nothing and five die because it happens all the time It makes me a little sad actually. But then I want to be Easeman and shout, cronk, pull the lever." I know. Screw it. Actually, no, I'm man, someone kill one. You're gonna. I'm
0: just gonna kill so one. Don't I'm gonna. Lever. I'm
1: commit actual murder, just so I can live my ease my best life and scream, cronk, pull the lever."
0: Okay, that's fine. And that's it. That's fine. That's fine. Because we're not actually committing any actual murders.
1: And if you are, stop. Yes. Stop
0: stop committing actual murder would you rather go to a big halloween party in a corn maze with music and dancing and costumes or stay home with friends watching movies and eating ice cream this
1: is not a question it's obvious i'm staying home watching movies and eating ice cream with my friends I want to wear my fat pants. I want to be comfortable. I want to watch movies and eat ice creams with my friends. I, that is the perfect gathering for me.
0: See, I want to wear a costume.
1: Can we'll it be a costume. a costume?
0: Stay at home watching movies? Yes. And eating ice cream? You can have several costume
1: changes as well. Okay. Bring a trunk. Several costume changes. You can dress everybody else up as well. You can okay. do their costuming. Okay. I just, I just do, I'm not going to a corn maze because my mother didn't raise no fool
0: We've learned lessons about corn mazes Yes Avoid And you the can do field. music and dancing at home with your friends as well while you
1: dressed as axe murderers and costumes
0: Yep, fine, doing it
1: I'm sitting in the house right now in a costume, talking to my friend virtually <laughs> What makes people think I'm going to go outside and do a corn maze? <laughs>
0: you'd probably do it in a corn maze if i was there well yeah because forgiven. shit, because final <laughs> girls do it in the cornfield oh yeah
1: i love that shirt so much i'm so jealous <laughs> 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 this next one's not even the next question i think I don't know why this this is this is like saying vampires or something else. Would you rather make a podcast about horror movies or true crime?
0: No, see, I feel like this is a difficult question for us. Uh, no, kind of. it's, no easy it's not. For it's me. horror movies. It's horror movies, one hundred percent.
1: Exactly, it's horror movies. Do you know how much time and effort and research have to go into making a true crime podcast?
0: A lot. I haven't
1: got the time for that. No, you're
0: right.
1: Horror movies. I can watch the movie and then I'm done. Yeah. Why aren't we movies. doing a horror movie podcast? That'd be so much easier.
0: Because an hour and a
1: half, we've done the research.
0: Because we've been doing a podcast about books for five years. I can't let it go.
1: I feel like we've had this sudden realization.
0: <laughs> oh, we just have to do another one. No <laughs> two podcasts. I haven't got time for that. As it stands, there's no podcast for next week. There's no summary. barely have time to do one anymore. <laughs> please sponsor us. Yes, yeah, someone please give us enough money that we can stop working. <laughs> or at least reduce hours. Least... Yeah, at least stop working full time. <laughs> And buy more, more, more kitty cat wigs. <laughs> Make more t shirts. Yes. Oh. Okay. Next question Would you rather hide in a cornfield, a closet, or a basement?
1: do you know why i don't trust cornfields because i've seen them because you've read clown in a
0: cornfield oh signs you're bringing aliens
1: into it i'm bringing aliens into this as well i freaking love that movie i would watch it drunk as well at three o'clock in the morning with my orangutan Owen tucked in sit there and watching it I, i i love that movie I would also watch it over sort of too.
0: Just always watch it.
1: Just always watch and it. And then have a I podcast
0: know. about it. Yeah. Um
1: I really want to scratch my nose, but I
0: can't Don't do it. It will be a mistake. <laughs> sure does, you can't.
1: Oh sorry. I'm not hiding in a basement because basements Fuck I'm gonna fall on a coal field, aren't I? If you're in a closet and you're in a basement you're trapped gotta be the cornfield
0: <laughs> i don't need actual words for answering except i do because not everyone do watches our videos
1: <laughs> podcast Sublime blind medium you need to see the words
0: <laughs> it's true i do unless you join our patreon in which case you can watch all the videos and you would have seen my answer already <laughs> hashtag always be plug in i would hide in a cornfield You can escape a cornfield, okay?
1: There's there's all the directions. You've got a whole 360 degrees of escape. With a closet in the basement, you don't. No. You could probably get one of the corn stalks and use it as a weapon. Yeah.
0: You can, like, tie some together down at the bottom to make a tripwire. Yeah. You can just pull corn off and (laughs) chuck it at people. You can reach the road... And then set
1: the cornfield on fire.
0: Yes. And then you can eat all the popcorn. Yes.
1: Done. Creating popcorn during your escape. (laughs) Is this escape popcorn? Popcorn escape? Popcorn escape. It's a popcorn escape. I really want some popcorn. I would love to have a popcorn escape. I had some really nice, sweet popcorn at the cinema the other night. Nice. It was just a generic cinema kind, but you know when it's been a while since you've had any. Oh, yeah. So you really appreciate it. it. Yeah.
0: Like, mm. Look, I've had popcorn almost every night this week. So Yeah,
1: but you make it pretty much constantly.
0: I do. I do. I make it all the time. Some parmesan cheese, some mm, garlic. I've got some parmesan. Ooh. Some salt and pepper. And done. <sighs> Delicious. Set the cornfield on fire. Have a popcorn escape.
1: <laughs> okay, last question. Would you rather confront murderer? don't know who the murderer is, but you're confronting them. or your parents. One of which is having an affair. So you've got to confront your parents about the affair.
0: Do I get to commit any actual murders?
1: Well, you're not the murderer, though. Yeah, but... So that that is up to you, whether or not you're crossing that moral line. Slash legal line.
0: Okay, if I'm confronting a murderer, is it
1: you know you're showing that t-shirt so much it's almost as if you're going to put it in the red bubble shop but we really really can't because that's in the book i know <laughs> you're making me one now <laughs>
0: <laughs> of course i am um so am i in the cornfield and am i having a popcorn escape
1: because i i have just given you i've just given you the question you know for a fact. You know how to
0: play what you are. Though. You it's are true, the lord and master of all you
1: survey when it true, comes to it. true.
0: I just, I gotta say, I feel like if I have to confront my parents, one of which is having an affair, that will just make me sad. And we all know that I do not like to be sad. So I'm confronting a murderer and I choose to confront the murderer in the cornfield and have a popcorn escape.
1: I do not want to confront my parents. I'm going to confront a murderer. I like it. Yeah. Well, I think the previous conversation, like you say, the popcorn escape, don't scratch, scratch your nose, Don't scratch your nose. Stop it. Stop it. <sighs> um, we've basically prepared ourselves to be able to answer this one. We're going to go and confront the murderer in the cornfield and have the popcorn escape. So
0: right. That's the only answer.
1: The correct answer. That
0: is the only correct answer.
1: And vampires.
0: And vampires. <laughs> Favorite final thought quote. What do you got?
1: I feel like I need to do this one now, so I'm gonna I'm gonna have to do it because, I mean, come on. Okay. Look at me. Just look at me. Well, you can if you're watching the video. On right. The yes, and you need to. If you don't come with me, I might die. <laughs> yeah. If you don't come with me, I might die. <laughs> Allie cat, get your ass here. Yeah? I might die. <laughs> oh yeah are we a man that's the british version (laughs) if you want to be a final girl you gotta blend in don't be standing and this one it's my life it's my life in two words ducking autocorrect
0: (laughs) you said it earlier today
1: I did. <laughs> and my last quote. Which is something I always do as well. Thank you, horror movies. You always, always check the back seat before you get into a car. <laughs>
0: what do you think? Obviously. Final girls do it in a cornfield is... the best quote from this book because I made it into a g-shirt um no actually let's see I listened to your last episode and it made me want to vomit blood but the new mics are sounding pretty good
1: (laughs) as soon as I read that line I was like yes (laughs) yes
0: (laughs) Oh, the wiggly fella. <laughs> I'm usually a lot more glowy than this, Final Girl explains. And there are wings. It's a whole vibe. Trust me, it would just freak you out. You think a podcast sent you back in time? The, end.
1: the way we talk about the 90s all the time at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I think that's <laughs> yeah, true. pretty sure it did.
0: <laughs> pretty sure it did. <laughs> Was that your last one? That was it. Unless you count <laughs> oh. this one.
1: She's just flashing her boobs again. <laughs> if I kept a tally for every time you flashed your boobs, it'd be more than Alice fell over. <laughs> if e- you liked this, in. try
0: this. <laughs> just move on. <laughs>
1: I'm going to recommend Sadie by Courtney Summers. We covered it on the podcast. It's episode 125, if you care to look that one up.
0: God, was it really um, that
1: long ago? It was, it was. And it's based around a podcast. So... <laughs> um, However, there are many, many trigger warnings for this one. So, There's um, so advisor you you reader discretion is uh advised the summary from goodreads Sadie hasn't had an easy life. Growing up on her own, she's been raising her sister Mattie in an isolated small town, trying her best to provide a normal life and keep her heads above water. But when Matty is found dead, Sadie's entire world crumbles. After a somewhat botched police investigation, Sadie is determined to bring her sister's killer to justice and hits the road following a few meagre clues to find him. When West McCray, a radio, radio personality working a segment about small forgotten towns in America overhears Sadie's story at a local gas station he becomes obsessed with finding the missing girl. He starts his own podcast as he tracks Sadie's journey trying to figure out what happened hoping to find her before it's too late. So it's podcasts, it's true crime it's got some horrific scenes in it Um, so yeah. Actual murder? Actual murder but yeah please see trigger warnings for this one because it's not an easy read, it's not fun and and happy or joyous no it's quite a harrowing read um or go and check out the fictionalhangover.com website and have a look at the summary we do have trigger warnings on there as well and that might give you a taste of it before you actually try the book itself because like i say i'm
0: not saying it lightly but it is a a difficult read it is or you can listen to our episode about it in which as is what we do we try to lighten things up yeah yeah. yeah.
1: But it is a good book.
0: It was a really good book.
1: But I never have to read it again. It's one of those where I've right. read yeah. it once. I'm glad I've read it, but I don't need to read it again. Yeah, it is no. worthwhile. Yeah. It is worth
0: your time. Yeah. What is your recommendation? My recommendation, shockingly okay. enough, also features a podcast. This one's called Missing Clarissa by Ripley Jones. And this summary is from Goodreads. Two best friends start a true crime podcast, only to realize they may have helped a killer in the process.
1: Oh, it's about us.
0: Oh, it is. Except for it's not about horror movies. Oh. In August of 1999. God, it's the 90s. What's happening? Damn it. (laughs) In August of 1999, dazzlingly popular cheerleader Clarissa Campbell disappears from a party in the woods outside the rural town of Oroville, Washington, and is never seen again. The police question her friends, teachers, and the adults who knew her, who all have something to hide. And thanks to Clarissa's beauty, the mystery captures the attention of the nation. But with no leads and no body, the case soon grows cold. (sighs) Despite the efforts of internet sleuths and true crime aficionados, Claire is (laughs) in... Claire, shit, sorry. Clarissa is never found dead or alive. Sorry, I just murdered you.
1: Well, I've gone from murderer to murderee.
0: Murderee. Murderee. Over 20 years later, Orville High School juniors and best friends Blair and Cameron start a true crime podcast determined to unravel the story of what, or who, happened to this rural urban legend. In the process, they uncover a nest of dirty small-town secrets, the sordid truth of Clarissa's relationship with her charismatic boyfriend, and a high school art teacher turned small-town figurehead who had a very good reason for wanting Clarissa dead. Such a good reason, in fact, that they might have to make him the highlight of their next episode. Ooh. ooh, ooh, sounds like fun though. It does.
1: It does. I like the sound of it. We need to have stop scratching your nose, Claire. Stop it. A um, theme next year where it's podcast.
0: Yeah, we clearly do. <laughs> add it to the list how many months do we have next year already like 13 no 15? actually we're doing pretty good on
1: them we're, for next year i think we've managed to not come up with them quite so often it's it's still only May. it's still True. only may. yeah do you have any spotlight recommendation this week though? yes which may or may not increase our potential 2024 book themes
0: yes i do and well except for we've already discussed this one one oh so however it could still inspire a theme it could it could um so this one we actually just got this one a couple of days ago so it's perfect timing it's called the wicked unseen by Gigi griffin and it doesn't come out until june it comes out june 20th so we've got a little while before this one comes out so you can go ahead and pre-order it now Audrey can't help but feel like an outsider in her new town. After all, her nose ring, her horror movie obsession, and her family's Ouija board collection aren't likely to endear her neighbors, (laughs) convinced that Pokemon and Dungeons and Dragons are demonic.
1: Oh my god, I need to read this. (laughs)
0: The town is also convinced that there's a secret satanic cult conducting rituals in the nearby woods. And when Audrey's crush, Elle, goes missing, they're quick to point fingers at Audrey and her family. As Audrey investigates what happened to Elle, she discovers her new town's obsession with the occult covers up something even more sinister. Occult. I believe this one is also set in the 90s.
1: Oh my god, right, so... (laughs) We're gonna have to have. We've already discussed having a, a book called the book club, a book cult theme, on a cults. a book cult. But I think we're gonna have to have another one that's just nineties. Yeah, it's too. It's it's happening too often. It is. It's also making me feel mega old. I'm just gonna go into a corner with. I way. know. Just gonna into shrivel dust.
0: up. You shrivel up in the corner. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh, my goodness. God, we're old. are so elderly.
1: Every time I move, I can feel and hear my bones creaking. <laughs> and let's not even talk about my knees. God damn it. No,
0: it's bad. It's bad.
1: All right. Anywho, before that's... I go on with her and die, let's sign off.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's the end. Join us next time as we discuss The Kingdom by Jess Rothenberg. Look out for our Would You Rather polls on social media. Don't forget about our book club and monthly challenges on Facebook. Be sure to visit our shop on Redbubble at fictionalhangover.redbubble.com for all your favorite fictional hangover-themed merchandise. And become a patron of ours on Patreon at patreon.com slash fictionalhangover. Until next time, remember, the only cure for a fictional hangover is another book.
1: You can find us at fictionalhangover.com, follow us on Instagram at fictionalhangover, find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash fictionalhangover, and on Twitter at fictionalhangover. If you liked this episode, check out our others, and be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss out. And finally, special thanks to Liz Emerson for her music. You can find her on Facebook and Patreon. Thanks for listening.